May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. When I was at college, a few miles out of town was an infamous pub, or actually, to be slightly more accurate, a pub with an infamous landlord. Every Sunday, in particular, students would go there for the famous lunch. Great food, good alcohol, drinking age of 18, don't forget that. Great place. But the landlord was this incredible character. He would maraud to and fro through his pub. There were lots and lots of people, types of people he didn't like. This admittedly was a long time ago, but if you were a man with an earring, you were out. If you were a woman dressed inappropriately, and it turned out there were many categories of inappropriate dress, you were out. If you were somebody he didn't like the look of, you were out. You get the picture. Time after time, he would do this every single Sunday, most evenings as well, if you went out there from college. And yet, people kept coming back. Every time I read this gospel reading and hear about John the Baptist welcoming those who've come into the wilderness to be baptized with, you brood of vipers, I'm reminded of that guy from college. Now, to be sure, I think what that landlord was doing was part of his shtick. That was one of the ways that he got people in. But I think underlying it, there was actually a more important message, which was, you young people, you young privileged people, think that you deserve this. You think this is yours by right. You think all of this just comes to you because of who you are and you don't need to do anything to it, about it. And that, I think, is something of what John the Baptist is saying as well. These people who come to him are not the poorest of the poor. They're not the destitute. They're not the oppressed. They have things to give. So what he is saying to them is you people who come here for what you might think is this empty ritual which is of your deserving, it isn't. He says, do not begin to say, we have Abraham as our ancestor. He says, I tell you, God can make children of Abraham from stones. He says, you are not special. Do not think it. If you come here wishing to be baptized, you better mean it. That in and of itself is a powerful message. But obviously there's much more to this reading that's going on. There are these images, these powerful images of people as sinners. And there is this image at the end of Jesus who will be coming with his winnowing fork in his hand to clear the threshing floor, gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he shall burn with unquenchable fire. Now we associate this generally, to the extent we think about it at all, because as Episcopalians we tend to jump over this stuff sometimes, but to the extent that we think about it at all, we associate it with finger-wagging evangelistic preachers and very long sermons about how we are all going to hell unless we turn around, we do all of this stuff. 
But that is not, I don't think, what John is saying. There is something here of the present tense, and that's very important. Because what is John is saying is, when Jesus comes, this will have been sorted out. The sorting has already been done. He knows what the grain is. He knows what the chaff is. This is not something that will be done at the end of time. This is about what you are doing now. And this is the message that John is preaching. This is a baptism of repentance. As Rob said last week, as we've said during this past year and a half, to repent doesn't mean saying I'm sorry. It can be part of it. It doesn't mean beating ourselves up, although that can be part of it. It doesn't mean wearing sackcloth and, sackcloth and ashes, although that too can be part of it. What repent means is turn around. Turn around and go in the opposite direction. Now we know that Jesus came, this waiting that we're doing for the Son of God is because Jesus died on the cross for us. He died to save us from our sins. He came to give that grace freely. He did not come with his winnowing fork in his hand to enjoy himself. This is not what Jesus came to do. But John is warning us, use this period of watching and waiting to repent, to turn around. Because it is in that repentance that we will earn that grace, if you will. We will be able to activate that grace. What John is saying, particularly to the people who came to him, was you have much already, which has indeed been given to you by God, but not of your own deserving. And there is somebody mightier than I who is coming to baptize you with the Spirit. And this is a gift freely given. The question to us, and I'm going to stop saying us and we, and I'm going to say I and you, the gift which has been given to me and to you, is there. The question is, are we ready to accept it? Do we understand what it means to repent, to turn around? John talks about bear fruits worthy of repentance. This is not about doing good deeds to buy ourselves a place in heaven. This is about what we do showing that we've understood that message and that need to turn around. And it's not that hard. The crowds asked him, these crowds of relatively well-off people asked him, what should we do? He says, if you have two coats, give one away. If you have more food than you need, give that away. He says to the tax collectors, he doesn't say don't collect anything, he says collect no more than you are owed. And to the soldiers, he says, don't extort. He doesn't say, lay down your arms. He says things which can be done, which can be done by me and which can be done by you. And in this period of waiting, as we wait for the Son of God to bring us this gift of grace, are we ready to show the fruits of repentance?
Do we understand that? We live in a city where lots of people have two coats and a much larger number of people have no coats. Where many of us have lots of food and some have none. Where some of us feel entitled and others feel oppressed. Where some receive the best education in the world and others struggle to receive any. Where some of us receive the best health care in the world and some of us receive none. Where there are those of us who are beyond privilege and many others who aren't, who are in meaningful ways oppressed, who have very little. We have this chance, I have this chance, you have this chance, and you, and you, and you, and you, to show the fruits of repentance. We know what we have to do, we know how we can do it, and we know where it needs to be done. The question is, are you ready? Are you ready? Amen.